Hey folks, welcome back to the Fandible Podcast Network and our brand new little experiment we're doing, Tell Me About Your Character, the show where we interview the luminaries of the tabletop role-playing game community and the guy we've got on today uh, oh. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, just get them to talk about their characters, their favorite characters and their favorite games, tell us little stories, what they mean to them, etc. So today our guest is John from Legends of Tabletop at legendsoftabletop.com. John, why don't you go ahead say, and uh, say hello to our people. Hey, people. <laughs> uh, first, just, just let me, if I could gush for a moment before we do all that, I am appreciative that you guys, uh, you know, reached out to, to ask me to come on the show. I've been listening to you guys for a long time, so this is uh, humbling and, and uh, exciting for me to be able to come on and, and hang out with you, Dan, because you guys are like the the top of the top as far as I'm concerned for for role playing. So, ah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Great. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. Honestly, like you know, we we know you've been around for a while, and we appreciate you. You know, we're 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 fans in turn as well. Uh, so, what what? Tell us a little bit about Legend Tabletop. What do you guys do? Uh, so, Legend started uh, a couple of years ago. It actually rose like a fiery phoenix from my uh, from my divorce. It was uh, <laughs> I was I was looking for something to do uh, afterwards, kind of like fill my time up and stuff. And I you know been doing some gaming. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just put together like a little website and we'll do like, you know, I was doing some crafting and stuff for the table because I was running D&D at the time. So I'll do like little articles and things. And then it quickly morphed from that to like, well, we'll do like one podcast a month. And then it was, well, we'll do like two. And then it just was like, okay, I'm going to have like four interviews this week and we've got (laughs) three games scheduled. (laughs) So yeah, that's, uh, that's how it goes. It tends to be like, all right, I'll just do this every now and then. Next thing you know, this is your life. Yep, yep. So we do a, a regular a regular podcast where we interview uh, game designers, other podcasters. Uh, we've had authors on. We've had a couple of musicians on. Um, and we'll do you know a lot of Kickstarter review kind of stuff. Uh, and then we also do uh, actual plays we release every Monday. Uh, right now we have four ongoing campaigns. We have a Rogue Trader game, uh, Fear Itself. Uh, Day Trippers, which is run by the um, the designer he runs for us, Todd Foley. That's a, oh, it's a, such a great game. And uh, we also do uh, Cypher System. And occasionally we'll get Call of Cthulhu in or maybe some random one-shots and stuff. But those are our four main campaigns that we have going on right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, and to our listeners, if you guys you haven't checked these guys out, you you really really should. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and hop right into it. So who who are you bringing to our little virtual tabletop tonight? <laughs> I, I I wrote down a couple of names. Some of them weren't um, you know as epic in scope as I was sort of going through the questions <laughs> and stuff, but some of them were just sort of fun to play. You know what? Fun is what it's about. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, we had uh, did a play test for um, Burning Games when they had their Dragons Conquer America mm-hmm. uh, game out on Kickstarter. Uh, so I had uh, I came up I was playing one of the native characters and uh, his name was Sit Lolly. And when I was sort of creating him, I was kind of thinking of like Floki from from uh, the Vikings show. So it's kind of like <laughs> trying to do that voice and I'm practicing in the shower and stuff. And, you know, we started recording, and the first thing that came out, he just sounded like he was insane. Nothing like Floki, <laughs> just like some completely crazy off the wall. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're going with. <laughs> yeah, those moments when uh, you got a carefully crafted character in your head, and then as soon as, uh, as, soon as the first die rolls, he's just like, nope, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're just along for the ride, Blair. 
Yeah, so that was fun. I mean, it was a one-shot. There wasn't, like, any great character development and stuff, but we had, like, a, a Spanish conquistador and, like, a Catholic priest. So it was a it was a really weird group together, and they just kind of followed them along. And I'm like, why are you guys listening to me? It doesn't make any sense. Who decided the madman should be the leader? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was fun. That, that, was, that was a pretty good game. Um, when I was playing D&D, uh, I'd started... Um, at the table with my with my buddy Vince and his group, and I jumped into their existing campaign. I was playing an assassin. His name was Talon, or Talon, as some people would say. Uh, and it, you know, like his opening scene was the guys were kind of like walking through the streets. They were going to the pub, and you know, he's comes down, you know, sort of off a, you don't want to say like a balcony, but sort of like out a window and kind of down an alley. And uh, he like bumps into them in the street. And, you know, strikes up a conversation. And there's, you know, little hackles raised. You know, it's a macho kind of thing, I guess. And and then you hear a scream in the background as someone discovers the body. And he's like, oh, so where are you guys going? All right, you're going to the tavern. All right, let's go. <laughs> um, he was a, a, a devotee of the Raven Queen, obviously. And um, as, as the game progressed, I, I said to Vince, I was like, hey, you know, I, I kind of would like a raven because it, it had like the whole like stitching and the cloak and it was sort of like his symbology and whatever. And I said, I, that doesn't have to mean a mechanical benefit or whatever. It'd just be cool to like have it in game. And he's wearing all black and everything. And as we started to play, I'd moved away and, you know, I was playing, you know, via the Internet and um, and it was it was a great like just role playing character. I'd never played an assassin before. I'd played a thief once before, but like ever since second ed, like that's what I wanted to play, and I just really never had the opportunity. And as the as the story progressed, uh, the Raven started to talk to me. Ah. You know, so like the Raven Queen, you know, in the flesh sort of thing. So he would send me text messages as we were playing. Just a great little. You know, use technology used to be scribbling notes at the table and whatever. And, you know, now not even being at the table, like people didn't know what was going on. And, you know, we were, we were at a point where we were in a graveyard. We were kind of going through and, a, you know, zombies or something came out. Something happened. And the raven starts chattering in my ear. And he just like drops to the ground. I think it was the first time. And he's just like talking to this raven. He's like splayed out on the ground. And they're you know, in combat, and he's just, like, <laughs> starting to slowly lose his mind over the course of the campaign as he realizes, like, he's been, you know, chosen or, or anointed or, you know, however you want to phrase it mm -hmm. uh, by the Raven Queen. So that that was pretty cool. I, I wound up dropping the game. It was just too inconsistent, I guess. You know, we had, you know, people's schedules. Like, it sucks trying to get five people together to play a game anymore. Yeah, but, another feeling. Yeah, he he was fun. That was that was a that was a fun one. Um, ironically enough, I, I'm I like D and D, but it's not my favorite system anymore. Like, there's just so many other games out there that it's it's fun and it scratches a certain itch, but eh, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, same. I mean, you know, a fanable. We we rarely, if ever, played D and D. We did we did we did one recently, and it was a lot of fun. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I think the whole group enjoyed it more than than we even expected. Uh, but there's so much else out there. It's 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 almost a shame to just stick with only D and D. You know, and I don't mean it as an ah just D and D. It's like no, there's just there's just so much more. Um, it, it's. 
D and D. So fourth is what we got. What got me back into gaming? I'd played, you know, second ed, and that was pretty much it. Only D and D. I mean, I didn't know, you know, there's such a wider world. Like I knew a vampire and, right. you know, all that kind of stuff, but you know, was never really into it. It was one of those things like, oh, you've never played. Oh, you got to come over and you got to play with us. And like that was it. So when when fourth came back out again, I was like. It might be interesting, and, and Vince was like, "Oh, we we got to play. We should put a campaign together." And I'm like, "I guess, like, I'll get the book. It's thirty bucks, right? Like, who cares?" And and from that point forward, and then you know, Wizards did the uh, the stuff with um, uh, Microholic and all those guys, uh, Penny Arcade, right, right. And then I discovered podcasting on top of it, and it was just like never look back. So for the last, you know, whatever it's been nine, ten years, it's been gaming and podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> at least the podcasting part is well until you start getting into equipment fairly cheap. Uh, but those yeah. first thirty dollars in RPG books uh, quickly turns into a lot more. Yeah, one one of the first games I played that wasn't D and D was Rogue Trader. Ah. Uh, you know, like at the peaks, like oh my god, what is this thing? People record games. This is amazing. So I, you know, I was listening to like twenty, thirty different podcasts. You guys were one of the first, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's how we started off with uh, with uh, Rogue Trader. Yeah, yeah, and it was it, they were they were fun games. I know you guys hate the crunch. I I enjoyed in some. I love fourth for the crunch, and and you know for just like the you know the data management aspect of it, I guess. Um, and I you know I kind of like that in Rogue Trader. Although it's funny, we just played a session on Tuesday, and I think maybe we made two dice rolls the entire game. Like it was just all our nice, nice. And it's I mean it's just the way we play now. Right, of course. Yeah, that's that's really like the evolution. Like everybody starts this is like, all right, what's on my sheet? What are the specific things I can do? And what can I roll? And then you start getting into it, and that's where that's where the characters come in. That's yeah. where you actually that's when you actually finally you're you're playing a character, not just a set of stats. Right, and I think that was the knock on four three because you had the little, uh, you know, the little cards like, okay, cool, I can do like a repost strike, or I can do, you know, misty step. I can like I can do these things, and then you get caught into a mindset of like, well, I can do these things, and not like cut the chandelier and ride it up to the ceiling, and you know, shoot my crossbow, hand crossbow, um, yeah, you know, yeah. flying up to the to the balcony or whatever. So. I, I, that in combat was terrible. Like, it just took forever. <laughs> I think even more than the crunch, I think more than anything, what, what got us with uh, Rogue Trader and the Warhammer 40k games in general was just like, okay, I've been a pilot, a trained pilot, you know, Starship pilot for like a decade. I am, uh, you know, top of my class. So that means I have a solid 35% chance of not crashing into <laughs> into a space station. It's like, really? Well, you've got fade points or your pilot, Voidmaster's got the reroll. And st- I mean, they, they do give you a little bit to yeah there's a little bit to work with but it always felt like really (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's funny so one of the it's the first part first podcast i was on was called nerdbound and that's kind of what expanded my my gaming horizons from dungeons and dragons to all these different things that was the first like i said rogue trader was one of the first game they'd you know opened up like a a listener uh, game. Hey, we have somebody coming in. If anybody wants to join, and you know, it's friendly with Neil, who actually is, runs games for you know for the podcast now. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of interested, but like, are we ever gonna do this again? Because the book is like 65 bucks, and like, I want to play with you guys and hang out. Because you know, as a listener, you're you're in on the jokes, and you you know, you pick up all everybody's personalities and stuff. And and I bit the bullet and I bought it, and we wound up playing. I don't know, like four, five, six games, and then we were playing uh, um, 
the Death Watch. We played Death Watch for a little bit. Um, so it was it was cool. And then, you know, we did forum games and all these different things. So it really, like, expanded my my universe as far as uh, as role-playing games. And, and I played with them for a little while. And then I was doing um, Pathfinder with the Dragon Fisters. Nerdband went away. And um, Jesse, who runs the, the Dragon Fisters, or had run the Dragon Fisters, he's got a new podcast now called Monster Hunt. Uh, we're doing a, a 5e game. We just played that yesterday. <laughs> Um, but they were, I joined their Pathfinder game and I, so I'll, I'll talk about that character a little bit. He wanted to, um, bring in like a different class, like a different person. Cause he'd run games with the same people for so long. So he had, uh, found a class called the Luckbringer, and you got, it was great. You had so many re-rolls and you could add bonuses for this and that. Oh, it was so much fun. Especially as someone kind of like David with habitually bad die rolls. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I can re-roll everything. This is perfect. Um, and it's his opening scene. So the, the world had ended, essentially, uh, or was being remade, and, and magic was cut off from the world and all that stuff. So these uh, two, three guys, two guys? Two guys were kind of going around trying to figure everything out. Uh, one was, I think he was actually a devil, <laughs> which uh, Galen had never known that. Uh, and the other guy was like a ranger type. And his opening sequence was he's in jail and they come up into the town and they just hear like the plaintive, uh, you know, strings of a fiddle and they let him out. And, um, you know, it, it, he gets out and he's like, oh, this is great, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. Everybody left me in here and, you know, come out and like, er, like everybody's gone. Town is empty and everything. So they're kind of like poking around. So he gets into the bar, gets drunk. You know, just completely hammered, a little halfling, you know, had left home, wanted to see the world, you know, just out, um, you know, like your basic roguish type, drinking and stealing and whoring and all that kind of stuff, which is which is typically like my character type. I don't know what that says about me as a person. <laughs> it says something. <laughs> um, so, but it was cool because over the course of the campaign, like, he'd, you know, come to realize, like, the mission that they were on and that the world had indeed changed and, like, you know, where did everyone go? Uh, and, you know, you know, became a, a valuable member of the team, um, you know, to try to help them fix, you know, fix the world, essentially. Uh, so when the campaign wrapped up, you know, you know, they were fighting, uh, you know, like, elemental dragons and all this different kind of stuff. Well, as, this, as the, the denouement came about the one character um was actually uh like an avatar of of one of the gods like of palor but but cut off from right so he was human like he had his magical talents and whatever so at the end he like reascended uh I, the the guy uh, al who's playing the devil his character also ascended to some sort of godhood and then later on uh galen uh, was like a scion of of one of the gods. Like he was sort of like a protector, so like extended life and all that stuff. And it was, you know, kind of like all off screen. But like as we talked about the campaign and stuff, Jesse was like, "Well, what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "That would be awesome." And it's just such a cool, you know, character arc for him to be like this, you know, sort of self centered and you know, I'm I'm worrying about my own things and I'm. And I'm doing this, and you know, I'm just gonna drink and whatever, and like, ah, the rest of the world, who cares? To like, 
hey, now I'm like a protector of this world that we saved. So it was really, really cool. Arc. A hell of an arc from from this, the beginning to, to uh, honestly, I love I love arcs like those. I don't, I, I rarely get to play them just because you know, Fandible, we we don't have that many long term games or these games that that go on for for long enough to have an arc like that. Uh, you know, we've got some of them, like long shot and stuff, but but for the most part, it's a it's a rare occasion when when I really get to play something like that so so straight up envy for that one yeah <laughs> it was cool um so so right now with our rogue trader game it's funny we don't we had a we, we had a viewer in one day and uh, my character's name is venari he's the rogue trader and it's always weird you know if you have one you know player in the group kind of like take that lead role like specifically built into the character like hey i'm the guy that's gonna do the thing um, and we, we kind of debated a little bit and some of the other players hadn't played before and they were like, well, it kind of makes sense maybe because you played and, and I'm like, all right, whatever, that's that's fine, I don't care. Um, so we started playing and he's really kind of like, instead of the dark and twisted, you know, rogue trader where you have corpse rations and you're, you know, you're eating dead people and like all this kind of stuff and, and we do some of that. But he's just sort of smarmy and kind of, you know, just, yeah. And there's some great interactions between me and one of the players, Bessie's playing a missionary. So like completely at odds, right? Oh. So you've got like, you know, Forbidden Lord Xenos and he's making all these side deals and stuff. And there's just such great witty banter back and forth between the other John and I. And it, it's really, it really makes the game. Like I said, we played the other day and, I, you know, I think we rolled dice twice and it wasn't for anything even like super significant. It was like, oh yeah, I'm going to use my essence to see you know, if I can sense whatever, but it was just like all these sort of like back deals. And, you know, instead of like, you know, we just, you know, was leveling up yesterday and I'm like, wow, intimidate would never take that. You know, um, you know, some of the, some of the character things just like don't jive with the way the character plays. And we had somebody, uh, in chat one night while we were playing and I was talking to a tech priest and the guy wasn't being like rude per se, but, you know, wasn't being like, oh, you're the rogue trader and, you know, everything you say and whatever. So the guy's in chat, he's like, kill him. Just kill him. And, you know, I'm trying to play and I'm trying to type and I'm like, well, but he's not that kind of character. Boom, out of the chat. Like, you're, you know, you're doing Warhammer wrong. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is the way we do it. <laughs> trying to think, ah, some random stuff. I mean, we did a lot of play-by-post stuff back on the Nerdbound days. Uh, which is is a whole different kind of thing to try to role play in a play by post as you're waiting for people to like respond to comments and innuendo and you know that was a whole weird thing but it was a lot of fun we had one game that lasted for I think it was about four years nice any yeah. any any memorable characters from that one uh, the guy that I played his name was Go- uh, Gorath I think he was a oh, was he a barbarian I oh, should I can't even remember now it's been so long ago. Uh, but yeah, he was fun. It, it was fun to play. And again, it was interesting just to like try to figure out the mechanics because it was during 4E. So it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to do this reaction to the thing. And then threads, you know, got super complicated. So you had an, you know, out of character thread and in character thread. You had another thread to interpret the two together. And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, no, I I can't even imagine playing that forum based. I mean, we we, we live in the golden age of online uh, 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 role playing with like Roll Twenty and all all the tools we have now. Uh, trying to do something like four E D and D over a post, you, you sir, I salute you. That is, 
it's one thing just to show up and play. I didn't have to like run and adjudicate anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, those are the true heroes out there. Those DMs uh, running those games. Who else? Do we have anybody else that, that comes to mind? Uh, sure. Our um, so the, it was funny. We we just had this conversation on air the other day. Uh, our day trippers games being run by Todd Foley, uh, who's a uh, creator. Um, and he and he runs a great game. It's super, super bleedy. It's just real, you know, kind of emotive. When before our first session, he was just like back and forth on the emails, like you know, tell me about this, tell me about that. Who's, you know, who's doing this? And you know, I, I was at work. It was like a Sunday. The boss wasn't around, so I was able to reply quite a bit. Um, so the 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 beginning of the game sort of, you know, was this character's name is Jack Nash, um, and you know, my my you know sort of view on it was. Um, uh, the guy from Aliens, uh, Hicks. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of like my my you know face to it, and um, you know it, it became very Nash centric and and really like deep and sort of emotive. And I was like, you know this, you know this character is the most, and you know every character is a little piece of yourself, of right? I mean it's it's hard to not you know sort of you know be whatever, which is why it's funny for me. And you know a lot of characters I played in the past have been you know the uh, drunkard uh you know womanizer whatever which is completely not me it's just funny that uh it just seems to be the archetype that i play you know the, the you know game started off and you know nash's girlfriend and he was you know kind of like not like super interested like they're sort of together but it was kind of like this you know where it's comfortable sort of thing and you know she uh was eventually kidnapped by this like mega corporation she's sort of like it's Earth, but like a hundred years in the future, and you have this uh, ability to um, to do this uh, uh, slip trip. Uh, God damn it! What's it? Slip dynamics is the name of the skill. I can't think of it. You go day tripping, so there's you know it's like a multiverse. So you can go from here to there, and you use this you know ability to kind of like slip time, you know time space to you know go to these other places. Uh, you know, so they went on a mission. Uh, to, to go and, you know, retrieve some data. And they didn't really have all the facts, I guess. Like, hey, I got a mission for you. Cool, we haven't been working. We're going to go do it. And it ultimately turned out that, like, it was his girlfriend's, like, memories or something, like, intrinsic to her person. And they came back, and she was kind of, like, out of sorts. And, you know, she wound up getting kidnapped. So, like, the whole first part of the, you know, five, six, eight sessions were all about, you know, like, how do we save her? Like, where did she go? What are we going? Like, we've got to get after this, this mega corp to like, you know, get my girlfriend back and like, you know, sort of change this like, oh, it's just comfortable to like, oh my God, you know, like she's gone. What happened? Like, you know, what, 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 you know, what are we doing here? Um, and it, you know, it was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, I don't want to give anything away. There were, there were some really like, ah. Oh, kind of moments like you know when you're playing like oh that's i can't believe oh it's terrible <laughs> you know as, as we you know sort of like discover things about you know not only nash with his partner and um you know the the girlfriend and you know things that were you know sort of going on in the world uh and and day trippers are sort of meant to be um you know this like uh mission of the week sort of thing you know kind of like episodic TV, like, okay, we're going to go to this planet, we're going to get this thing, come back, and then, you know, we're going to do something else. And, you know, I, I think the first, aside from the very first session, I don't think we, we didn't leave Earth for like session after session. Like, we just played it in such a strange, uh, uh, just a strange dynamic to it, just because of the way the story began to unfold. Um, and then ultimately, we've sort of, you know, 
gone into this more sort of episodic, like we've, you know, capped that at a season one and then, you know, kind of pushed forward from there. Um, and it, and it's, you know, it has some moments, like I've listened to Fandible and it's, you know, I don't seem like a super emotional guy or whatever, but like I'll listen to the podcast and sometimes you just get a little verklempt, you know, it's like, wow, I can't believe like, wow, really? Jeez. Uh, the the one that comes to mind is uh, the one where uh, David's character in Rotted Capes is whipping, uh, you know, yes. Billy's character, like in his little speeches, like, and I'm at work, and I'm like, oh, jeez, like, yeah. you know. Like, that was, that was a moment. Take the, this out of the-, the rest of us at the table were just like, oh, my God. It's, yeah. It's and, 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 you guys, and there's a lot of moments with you guys that are kind of like that. Like, it just kind of, you know, it just reaches in, especially with the solo shot, because it's so intimate with just, you know, GM and player and the fact that it's, you know, husband and wife, oh, yeah. you know, Billy and Angela, like it, it can be really, really intense. Like the, um, uh, you know, when, when he first goes back and, and, um, uh, he finds out about the, um, the authorian, uh, you know, and the, you know, she was sickly and like all, like all that interplay and stuff. It's like, Oh my God, like, it's just, Oh, stop it. <laughs> No, they, we're actually going to have Billy on the show uh, uh, eventually. Uh, he, he'd offered up, it's like, hey, just in case uh, nobody says uh, nobody says anything, <laughs> nobody goes with, for your invite, I'm willing to do one. Uh, so, uh, But we're still going to have him on because, yeah, Castian is the kind of character we, we want to talk about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, And, and honestly, the solo shot, I, I'm... A, I'm a fan because since I'm not involved in that one at all, like it's it's technically it's like a fandable thing, but I I get to approach that one as completely uninvolved, just as a fan, just like everybody else. I don't get any I don't get any hints of what's coming. I find out when 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 the episode is posted, just like the rest of you. So and it's honestly it's it's a it's a great experience. It's like uh, you know what, if these guys weren't like my friends that I see every week, I would still listen to this. This is so good. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, so so Nash is like, you know, he has like a whole guilt thing. And, uh, you know, there was some, uh, you know, part of the backstory where like he was, they were in the military and he received a promotion that was undeserved because it was like they were on a day trip and things went horribly wrong. And he wasn't like privy to the information of where like, you know, these native, you know, indigenous peoples were slaughtered and like, you know, him and the pilot got out. Cause it's like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, they kind of bail and like, you know, he has this, you know, sort of like internalized guilt for everything. They came back, they gave him a medal, they gave him a promotion, you know, it was like, you know, nightmares. And, uh, you know, there was, um, you know, an episode where we where we opened up with him, you know, essentially sitting on the couch with a bottle of whiskey and a gun in his hand. And, you know, his his girlfriend had gotten him a cat to kind of like, you know, sort of deal with the, you know, the um, post-traumatic stress. And it, it was like the cat that saved him in the episode. Like, as he's just like sitting there, you know, contemplating, like, I guess this is probably it. You know, the cat kind of jumps up and curls down on his lap and falls asleep and it's like... All right, and then you know it just begins, you know, kind of like a sea change where he, you know, kind of brings himself back together. And there's, you know, some struggles with alcoholism through the first, you know, say ten episodes or so, um, which is like, you know, I like I. So my thing is like I'm, I'm such a big fan of you guys. Like I hope to be as good as you guys play. And and the Day Trippers game, I feel like there's there's a handful of moments when I listen back when I'm editing that sort of have that same sort of visceral uh, reaction. I, You know, he had fallen off the wagon and was drinking again. 
And you know, one of one of the like pivotal moment in the characters, they they go him and, and his partner Reggie, you know, they go back to the place where they're staying and you know and you know, as as Reggie's kinda like trying to talk him through it and everything, they go outside and they take the, the whiskey bottle out and then, you know, kind of set the scene and it's like, you know, a dirty back alley and there's a dumpster and a you know, just like an ugly yellow cone of light from the uh you know, from the street lamp. And, uh, you know, they're just, he's kind of talking him through it and he just takes the bottle and throws it on the wall and it smashes. He's like, I don't need you anymore. And it's just like, you know, even listening back to it, it's just like, wow, that was, that was pretty cool. Like that was, and it wasn't so much, you know, it was Nash's moment, I guess, but like facilitated by, by Reggie, by, by John, uh, you know, by his, his role playing and sort of like, you know, his direction. It was just such a great moment. Um, and yeah, he's, you know, kind of got back on track and it's, you know, it's just funny. Like, it, I just feel like that and not that I'm a raging a Hulk or anything, but I just feel like that character most closely, you know, approaches like the real me, you know, is, you know, not guilt of killing indigenous people, but like, you know, the guilt. You I, feel I should of, hope like, not. I, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You know, I spend too much time gaming. Am, you know, am I spending enough time with my daughter? Am I, you know, like just that sort of like the, the, you know, sort of the guilt and the woe that we live in, you know, with the way the world is these days. Like, am I doing all of the things that I should be doing? So it, it allows me to sort of pull, you know, kind of from that for the characters. So like that, that's just, that that's that's my favorite game. He's probably my favorite character right now. Like nice. it's just a lot of fun, and there's been a lot of, you know, moments and and you know like you know sort of topical things that we've you know sort of gone through with the characters and and you know kind of come out on the other side. So that that's been a lot of fun. So first of all, sounds like people are going to have to go uh, check out Day Trippers. Uh, so and we'll have links to all this stuff at, 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 once we post the show, of course. Uh, second of all, uh, as as somebody who uh, got a cat about a year ago, uh, around the same time that he'd gotten laid off and a few a few other rough moments in my life, I, I identify with with him and that moment with the cat. That that yeah, speaks yeah. to me. That speaks to me. I think I think I might have gone through some similar moments myself back then. Uh, cats cats can and will save your life, and then will demand worship for for the rest of theirs <laughs> in exchange. Um, but actually, now since you mentioned this character arc and the uh, you know the whole thing with with his girlfriend and 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 everything that's there, uh, I've been meaning to ask: Have have you ever had any character uh, any characters? sort of in a romantic relationship or any romantic arcs that, that kind of stick in your mind? I, I know romance can be pretty awkward sometimes in, in, in tabletop games, uh, but but when it works, it, it can be pretty damn memorable. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, there there was that relationship sort of as like a foundational moment for the character as, as the story went on, uh, but there wasn't really a ton of interaction between the two of us. Um, you know, some... That, you know, sort of established kind of where things were at, um, and yeah, I mean, not not as a complete arc. I mean, you know, Venari being sort of the schmoozer kind of, you know, uh, roguish char- you know character that he is is you know always attempting at least a short term romance, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, you know, so so no uh, serious arc there either. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any. I mean. Unfortunately, you know, because you you wind up playing with people that you know, um, we wind up playing with a lot of guys, uh, which can be funny if you if you sort of push that. I mean, uh, you know, in in the Rogue Trader game, in, in one of the 
recent episodes, you know, Venari was successful in his endeavors. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like understood, like, you know, we cut to, right. fade, you know, fade, fade to, to black, black yeah. sort of thing. And, you know, it's funny because it's Neil that runs and I've known him for a long time. And I'm like, so we, uh, we're ready to RP this, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I can't think of anything... Yeah, specifically that would that would fall under that category. No, no, it happens. It happens. Like I said, they're they're few and far between. But I, I always check just in case. Uh, yeah, yeah. And actually, so kind of bring it bringing it all around. So you know, you got you got this character that's this, I'm assuming is still ongoing. Uh, yes, story. Yes. Yep. Uh, and you've got characters that you've left behind in the past. You know, series that games that ended. Uh, some of them possibly with an actual ending. Some of them just kind of fizzling out. So out of all those characters, you know, from 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 games past, especially any that that the game didn't quite end with a with a proper ending and just faded out. Are there any that you've wondered sort of in the back of your mind, or just always held that little candle of hope, like, oh, if I could bring them back, or even just kind of thinking to yourself, like, all right, so that didn't officially end, but in in my my head this is where he ended up yeah uh i i think uh the the talon for that 4e campaign um we we had ended in a moment of like high tension and it, and it was is unfortunate to a certain extent mm-hmm. um we had a, a player who played for, you know since red box i mean you know like our age mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. played for forever playing pathfinders playing a bunch of different games and, you know, we were in a situation where, you know, he was again, you know, becoming more, not crazy, but, you know, just sort of this unsettled state of like, you know, oh my God, the Raven Queen is speaking to me and all this kind of stuff. And we had a moment where we're like, hey, there's an undead army beyond this portal. And, and you know, Talon's like, hey, we've, we've got to deal with this. Like, that's an affront to the Raven Queen. Like, yeah. would, you know, this, this has to end right now. And the guy was like, you know, fucking Raven Queen, like whatever, this is like sort of blew him off. And, you know, in that moment, he's, I'm like, all right, I get up behind him, draw a dagger to his throat. And he's like, what did, you know, what did you just say? Like, don't ever say that again, you know? And it drove the car, it drove the player from the game. Um, and it was like, after the game, I'm like, hey, you know, his character thing, and I didn't cut him. There was no, you know, whatever. Like, it was just like a, an emotive thing. Um, you know, I'd send him an email like, hey, it's character thing. Hope everything's cool, blah, blah. Never got a response. You know, guy didn't come back. And, like, we ended the whole session with a lot of tension. And I emailed Vince at the time, and I'm like, all right, cool. This is This is what I'm thinking moving forward, you know, for the character. And it was like, you know, two pages yeah, of, yeah. you know, whatever. And we just we never came back to it, um, and and he was a lot of fun to play, uh, and it it kind of bummed me out that we never yeah. <laughs> never got to do anything with it. No, um, I've, I've been there. I've been there with more than a few of my characters as well. Yeah. Well, you know, fingers yeah. fingers crossed that maybe someday the stars align and we can get the further tales tales of talent. Yeah, further <laughs> tales of talent. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, I mean, we have a couple of uh, Call of Cthulhu. We have a few one-shots, but we have characters that have played in multiple games or at least, you know, set up to play in multiple games. Um, so that one was Henry Livingston. Uh, he was a, you know, southern gentleman, like like genteel gentleman, like hat and vest and the whole thing. And he was a lot of fun to play. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm hoping we get, you know, to continue sort of that Call of Cthulhu vibe and, you know, bring some of these other characters back. I had another uh, another Cthulhu character. It was um, 
uh, what the hell is his name? I want to say it was like Giuseppe or something like that. A very like you know heavy Italian accent. I was like, ah, I think I can kind of pull that off. I don't know if it works like long term because it's a lot of hey yo, you know what are you talking about kind of thing. It's like I don't know if that gets kind of old. It's sort of overpowering in the game, you know. Uh, but I think it'd still be you know kind of fun to play. It was a it's a game set in Tibet. Um, so we uh, I, I forget what the name of the the setting book was Tales from Tibet or something like that, and it was cool because the uh, the author Jason Williams actually found the game on on the YouTube channel and was posting like, oh hey, I just found somebody playing my game, you know, with the book that I wrote. I'm like, well, that's so cool. Yeah, that's one of the best feelings when that when the game creator uh, finds you and just like, hey, check this out. Like, Senpai noticed yeah. me, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, we've had Oscar Rios from Golden Goblin uh, run. Uh, we did a short uh, Cthulhu Invictus campaign, so that was cool. We got to play with him. We've had Adam Scott Glancy run a couple of games. Um, so we're you know we're, able, we're fortunate in in the sense that you know with Necronomicon you know coming up again in in Providence this year, you know we get to go and like you know hang out with people and like say it's a senpai noticed me like everybody's so welcoming and warm and you know you could you know you just go out to the bar and have a couple of beers with people and like you know they appreciate that you appreciate yeah, it's, yeah. you know it's a big love fest it's really cool yeah i mean at, at the end of the day very few people are getting you know filthy rich in the rpg industry every everybody your favorite creator is probably at home with their cat you know you're right <laughs> after coming home from the day job and then putting in another 30 hours on exactly like we're, we're all we're all part of this like just tribe we're all here mm-hmm that that's the cool thing about podcasting and, and the board gaming community. It's like, you know, it's not like, oh, hey, listen to me. Although, please listen to me. But you know, it, it's it's about the community. I mean, you know, I'll mention you guys and and the guys over at the Misconic University podcast or you know Jesse's Monster Hunt thing because I'm on it. Um, and it it's just it's more about that sense of community. You know, we've had Ross Payton on the show and. You know, people that I admire and, and, you know, have been listening to you guys for a long time to be able to, like, do stuff together, just, like, you know, exchange messages on Twitter and stuff. Like, it, it's it's more about that than it is, like, hey, I need more numbers. Like, hey, listen to this thing. Or, you know, I, I can't talk about you guys because you guys are doing Rogue Trader, but we do Rogue Trader. Our Rogue Trader's better. Like, that's just so dumb. Right, exactly. Like, there's the, trust me, there's more than enough listeners out there. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to podcasts, you're... I think most people are probably listening to more than one. Exactly. So I think you're pretty safe. To <laughs> exactly. All, all three of our listeners probably listen to other people too. So, and we, we don't begrudge them that. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? I think we're about to wrap up for the, for the night. Uh, but honestly, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, before we go, is there anything that you guys are doing besides your current shows? Or even if you just want to plug your current shows uh, that you want our listeners to hear about? Uh, just the current thing. Like this is, this is what I've got going on. Um, most recently our, um, our regular shows kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, you know, I used to plan two and three months out and trying to schedule interviews and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, again, it's just, it's a ton of work on top of the games and the editing and stuff. So that, that, that's kind of slowed down, but man, we, we racked it, you know, like just so many podcasts in such a short period of time. Um, I think we, like, you know, when you start something, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and we, we've got to get these people in, and it, they bit off a lot more than I could chew. Um, and it's, I mean, it is what it is. 
Um, but yeah, the, the actual play is kind of like the main focus right now. Uh, like I said, we're, we're doing, some of the shows have sound effects from the beginning, Day Trippers and uh, Cypher System. Uh, the other, um, Fear Itself is probably about like eight episodes in maybe, and I think Rogue Trader maybe like the third episode where you start to see those sound effects coming in. Um, so we just, you know, I hope people check that stuff out. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. We're on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, all your usual social media places. So if people are interested and they want to check it out, um, you know, we also, I play a lot of board games. So the Instagram is a lot of board game pictures yeah. and uh, nature pictures. I've got a really <laughs> nice uh, mountain area behind my house out here in Arizona. So I uh, post a lot of pictures of me walking around in the woods too. <laughs> hey, there we go. That, that, that can work as inspiration for a few games. Yep. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, we will have links to all that stuff uh, on the website when we post this. So please check Legends of the Tabletop out. They have, if, if somehow you've managed to consume everything we've made, hey, <laughs> here's some more stuff uh but honestly john it was a pleasure having you here tonight thank you so much for joining us and uh yeah have a good night everybody all right thanks everybody thank you so much for listening to tell me about your character if you enjoyed this you might also want to check out our many other shows on the fandible podcast network dozens of actual play tabletop RPGs and our long-running series The Solo Shot and Long Shot. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Not only will you get episodes early, but you'll also get access to our subscriber-only Discord server and the Fandible Notebook, now featuring the soon-to-be smash hit game Three Goblins in a Trenchcoat by yours truly. Come back next week for more Tell Me About Your Character. 